All right, Linda, come on up. Linda and I are going to do this together because we worked as a really, really good team. Um, it, it was, at least I think so. Okay. <laughs> we didn't compare notes yet. Agreed. Agreed. Good, good, good. So um, I'm just going to walk through the pictures and, and start to show. You can turn off the main house lights, please. Uh, in fact, you probably want to turn off the stage lights uh, because most of this is picture-driven. And uh, youth, I'm going to get you to come up to the front row. Uh, you were all part of this, all five of you. Come up to the front row because we're going to have you jump up and, and share when a, a thought hits you. Uh, Megan, you're only allowed so many chances. Um, <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> One more thing. So each day we, uh, we had a debrief at the end of most days. Uh, and by the time the week got going, it was happening every single day where we sat together and talked through what, what was impacting uh, on, the, on that day. What did you see that you didn't expect to see? What was hitting your heart? And uh, uh, it, was, it was neat to hear each person process. I believe they all grew on this trip. By the time we left uh, uh, Mexico to come back home, there was a different uh, togetherness with this group that I had not ever seen before. And I saw, and I'll say this now so I don't forget, each of them were a bit afraid at the beginning. There was a closeness. It's like walking into a new school. You know, oh, is anybody going to like me? Um, and they began to let the real self out. The shell that they've been living out of came down and their true identity was experienced in a safe setting and I tried to remind them that that is who you are don't forget it let more of that person out as you start to live your regular life here at home because that's how Christ created you to be the fun person you are to smile like you do and like you did don't stop uh, practice the presence of of Christ in you through your identity. Uh, that, was, that was one of the biggest things that I saw on the trip that was, that was really helpful. So, All right. Lynn, anything to add to that? No, I mean, other than to just say, yeah, in particular, a couple of our youth who are more shy, we got to see a little bit more of who they really are. And it was so great. You guys are great, all five of you. And um, I feel really privileged to have gotten to experience uh, some of that. Cool. All right, let's just walk through the pictures. You can jump in any time. And if one of you have something to say about a picture, just hand up and get the mic. Is that good? Does that work? All right. First day. Airports are always fun. Um, we had a lot of luggage. And Delta Airlines actually checked everything for free. All the extra baggage that we would have to have had to pay for, free. No baggage uh, fees on this trip. It was phenomenal. One little suitcase on the way back, big deal. Um, but it was great. So the airport uh, was smooth. Uh, normally they have long lines when we showed up, and they had no lines. And they were able to process us. This is where one of the security guards, guards referred to us as the Brady Bunch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Kind of wearing the same shirts gave it away. Um, okay, why is that not working? Is there something else going on on the screen, Ben? Okay. All right, so this is us sitting in the airport waiting, and uh huh. And then once we got to Mexico, the hotel in Guadalajara was phenomenal. The uh, hotel staff were really fun, they dived right in, and that was just the first cart of luggage. Mm hmm. So it was a lot of fun. These guys were great, really helpful. Uh, first breakfast uh, together, uh, everybody's smiling and saying, do we really have to do this? So, next one. Yeah. Yep, first day. Okay, why is this not working? Which one? On stage. This is cool. Um, so, just something about the first day that really impacted me personally was at our very first supper, it was like midnight, and we're, it felt like midnight. <laughs> um, we're all really tired, and we're sitting on the balcony of the hotel, and across the street on the curb was this woman. She was wearing a pink shawl and a little pink dress, and she was just, you know, living on the streets. And that just really impacted me to realize how much I have here at home in Canada and how lucky I am and how blessed. And, yeah, it was just a different viewpoint for me to see. Yep, because it's right in front of where we're eating. So here we're enjoying this awesome spread, and there's a person struggling right across the street. So it's kind of cool. I was motivated to go and give her a blessing. So on the drive, second day, the, the driving was very interesting. It was very noisy. I have something to show you later. Yes. So anyway, um, we found out these guys were on a 
Catholic trek to a church to spend, I think, 24 hours fasting at this church. So the big signs of what they're doing. They rode for a long, long time, hours and hours and hours, to get to this place where they weren't going to eat anything and they were just going to worship God. And I thought that was really, really cool. Then, uh, Flat Mountain. That was just weird. Like, who cut that off? <laughs> I don't get it. But uh, that was just a really neat picture. There's a ton of, ton of scenery pictures. We did not put them all in because it's boring to watch if you weren't there. Um, we we but, drove like, four, I don't know, three, four, five hours almost every day. One way. But and the back, scenery yep. was incredible every day as yep. well. Yep. Lots the noise in the back seat was also incredible. Yep. <laughs> yes. That you'll hear repeated over and over. So that's the kind of scenery we dealt with. A lot of mountains. Uh, I think at one point we were 6,000 feet in the air uh, above sea level. And by, by the time we got, yeah, not at once, not dangling, but uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, and we saw safety uh, violations everywhere. Um, and that's, one of the, that's only one of the ones we captured. Um, so yeah, it gets nastier. But it's coming. It's, oh yeah, it's coming. That's the day two traveling. Um, so the first night um, when we arrived um, in this, I forget the name of the seal. What's the name of it? Salea. Um, which was... Four hours away from Guadalajara uh, West. Um, this is the dark alley we had to walk down to get to the house church. And it was really dark. And we just kind of went, okay. We had no idea what we were getting into. Uh, but when we walked through the door, we met people. Come on. There we go. They listened to our stories. We got to hear some of their stories. Um, so this is just some of the pictures of who was in the room at the time. It was packed. It was just, they all wanted to come together and grow. Um, all of this began with, uh, oh, these are two cute kids. Yep. They, the, the group wanted to bring them back home. Um, I used the rat trap illustration of this guy, but he didn't seem scared, which bothered me. <laughs> <clears throat> so that was fun. Um, this couple, Linda, do you want to tell about them? Sure. Um, so this couple, it, I believe this is in their Your home. Yep. A couple of years ago, they their, years ago. their son was kidnapped um, and murdered. And um, through that experience, they shared about the grief and the pain that they um, continue to experience, but just how they have experienced God's grace through all of that over the last couple of years. And so they started, I believe they started meeting over the last couple of years, yep, two years now. in their home, um, hearing about grace through uh, Sergio, the other pastor that brought us to this. Yep. Uh, anyways, it just in that moment, hearing their story of the pain that they had gone through in the last couple of years and how they had found and experienced God, God's presence through all of that, um, was like, whoa, a moment of, okay. <laughs> yeah. Through the suffering. Here we go, yeah. Uh, they, they experienced grace, and they, it wasn't about avoiding pain, which most of us try and do, um, but recognizing God in it. And it was a result of that kidnapping and death. Uh, the pastor who they were relying on, I think it was a priest, um, did them disservice. There was no love there. It was duty and no compassion. And uh, somebody introduced them to Sergio, and Sergio brought them the message of grace and identity. And it's the first time they had ever heard it. And they said, this is, our hearts are burning for hunger with this. And we want to grow in this. And so they've been, that's where the last two years has come from. So, all right, come on. Here we go, more listening. It was great. Next. I don't know why this isn't working. So this, I think prior to this day, or the day before, I can't remember. Day four, I think it was this day. Yeah. We were driving and we had, the girls and I had decided that we would maybe do a couple of songs at some point during the week. It was not going to be our main focus. We were just going to do a couple of songs. This is what we decided, right? All right. I so, so we start, we decide we're going to practice on the way there. This was the beginning of the never-ending singing that happened for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as we started practicing, uh, Gerardo chimed in, and he's got an amazing voice and quite a history of singing. And Mike chimed in and has an amazing voice, too, if you don't know. Now you know. Um, so it was sweet. Like, we were just making some great music in the van, and it was fantastic. But then this night, I clarified in the van, we're not doing music tonight, right, Gerardo? <laughs> we're not doing music. No, 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 no. We're not doing music tonight. We'll do it on Sunday. So here we are sitting in this home church, and Gerardo says, Linda, will you come up and lead us in a song? <laughs> like, Flexico in Mexico. And that was the beginning of really, yeah, 
our little hashtag that we'd created, Flexico in Mexico, became very real this week and All definitely week. that night. Every day, Flexico yeah. was experienced. Yeah, yeah so very, that was kind of crazy. Yep, you guys were awesome. <laughs> uh, traveling part one. So we saw some very interesting things. Uh, first of all, Boone County uh, uh, Rebel Brigade. So we have our own Rebel Brigade now. Boom. So, the, yeah, anyway, that's them. Uh, next, um, that night we uh, pulled out all the stuff that we had uh, uh, brought with us to give away and began to sort it into piles. Linda figured a system of how we're going to do this, and it worked. Um, but we, we, had, we were all in the same hotel room, um, with uh, not, not for overnight, but for doing all this stuff. And so we were, we were in a, a tight quarters and having to step over each other, and some people were faster than others. I was the slowest. Um, uh, but we were trying to fit the finished bags into the suitcases so we could come to the town ar- having arrived ready. And it was pretty cool. So we had balls and food and soccer balls and uh, candy and crayons and you name it. Just every uh, toothbrushes, toothpaste, all went into bags. So each child in every place we went to got a bag for sure. And there was leftovers that we left uh, that were phenomenal. Um, and we'll explain more of that later. It was really hard to get it in. Um, yeah, and, and the, the point is, there's still more suitcases to go in, and there's no room. Um, yeah, there's like a good four or five other suitcases that yeah, here's where you still put them. have to fit. Ben, you're going to have to help me out. So that, that was the back part. Next one. Next, yeah, there we go. And so inside, we had a suitcase here. We had a, su- two, a cooler underneath that. Another suitcase there. A hockey bag there. And in between the seats was another bag underneath. They were, they were pretty tight. It was, a, it was squishy. And look at them smiling. So the next day was a day of perspective. Now, it was Megan who pointed this out in one of the debriefings. Um, we didn't realize how important um, taking a day early on the trip to do some sightseeing mattered. Um, we thought, oh, I feel bad because we're supposed to be doing missions trip stuff and we're having a great time, you know? And how are we going to explain that to people who want their money to be put to good use, you know? Well, it was. And the, ge- the gelling together of the team really helped, including seeing what some other parts of Mexico are like, including this, the beauty of color in a city. It was, it was like a mountainous area and a valley of city. And the houses were like built all on top of each other. I don't know how pizza delivery guys handle that, but it was, it was nasty. This city is called Wanawata. Wada, wada, wada. We had yeah. trouble remembering how to say it. Now the kids are wada, wada, so now, wada, yeah, wada. Yeah, so Gerardo kept saying wada, wada, wada. Yeah, it was just really funny. So that was that. Um, again, beautiful color, just stunning. And the history and architecture there was fabulous. In fact, there was uh, one, of the, one of the churches had statues from the, uh, uh, oh, I think it was like first or second century. And just, that had preser- been preserved in a, in a cave for 800 years and like, Crazy history, but beautiful color. The contrast later is going to matter. That's where Megan saw, hey, you know what? Having seen that and then going to Nazareth and seeing what we saw there. <gasps> so keep this picture in mind when we get you to the town. And so, it was eye-opening too. Just th- from, from afar, it's so beautiful. As you get up closer to the homes, mm. you realize that they're not, they're not very nice, actually. Nope. Nope. But so stunning. Yep. Uh, and it was set up almost like a, uh, which, which European country did they say it was like? It was like Spain? Spain. Yeah. Just the narrowness and the, and the cobblestone, and it was pretty phenomenal. So some great group shots. Beautiful, beautiful picture of my daughter. Um, I did not pick these order. It was Linda, so I'm not being selective here. So we got individual selfies. Um, everybody can update their Facebook posts, you know. Yep. <laughs> Somebody having fun. Great smile. Look at that. Uh, and then we had, uh, and then there's Linda, oops, then we had Linda, <laughs> smiling real big. She had three of them in there. I only put one in. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> this is the church that, this is the church that has the ancient, ancient stuff in it. Uh, this is from the top down, looking down. Um, it was pretty cool. And then we actually went into a real mine, gold and silver mine, um, and, and got a, a really, really neat tour. That's one of the bells that was inside. Um, click. Ben, need, need your help. Uh, this is a great shot. We were in there. We went right down to the shaft. 
uh, we didn't go down because uh, it was flooded. Um, but it was, they showed us each station and, and how the health of workers was brutal and people died so early. They only did like 20 years and then died. Uh, so if they started at 16, they had 20 years. And then the, the toxins and the dust that had gotten to the lungs just killed them. It was very, very bad. And so a lot of health and safety uh, uh, lessons there. Next, click. Uh, just watch the progression. I'm going to go click, click, click and watch the different poses. Next. Megan, give us a pose. Next. Megan, give us a pose. Megan, pose. Something. There yes, we go. There we go. <laughs> and John's going, finally. <laughs> Next. All right, now we're starting to walk through the, the lower town that we look down on uh, from up above. Uh, then we saw this couple going to the church. Go to the chapel and we're good. Anyway, yep, pretty cool. Um, that was neat. And the mariachi singers was really cool to see in live. While we were having dinner, they were out just outside the restaurant. And uh, uh, just a fun, joyous community of people that don't even know each other enjoying life. We are so cotton-picking conservative up here. Like it, it was so refreshing to see the freedom of enjoying fellowship. And we have much to learn. We really do. And if we, well, a little bit of fun. So anyway. So in this restaurant, there was the mariachi band outside that was quite loud. And then we also had a pianist band. that was playing um, music right beside us. And they, he was playing some oldies and some great songs to sing along with. Um, but yeah, our group was just quite wild by this point. <laughs> you want to talk about the window? <laughs> and singing loudly. And, and all of this time... I kept my eyes kept being drawn to this window because every the the place was beautiful. It was really lovely, and we were having a great time inside, and just enjoying each other and enjoying the uh, interaction with the guy on piano. But this window was so fascinating to me because every time I looked out, there was someone different walking by it or in front of it. And this this guy, he had his he had his a stick phone on this. a selfie stick, and his whole group of friends are. Well, whoever was with them were all running around behind. But Somebody has to watch that video. Yeah. Poor people. Yeah, I'm so curious as to what he was doing exactly. But anyway, but just so fascinating about how creative God is in each person and how valued and loved they are. And every, every time I looked out the window, there was someone different. There was couples sitting on the stair. There was this guy with the big um, bass that you'll see in a second walking by. Um, it just found it fascinating. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yep. So if your eyes aren't open and you're stuck on this, you're not looking up and seeing. That was really important to see. Our, our, our God has given us eyes to see the things around us, to see people hurting and loving and laughing and all emotions. And when we're too glued to the small, unimportant things, we will miss them. So this is a good lesson in that too. Um, snapshots of really cool just stuff, you know. So uh, M had a great time with the camera going crazy. She got some great shots of just neat things. This theater was phenomenal. Uh, we sang in this theater as a group, did a cappella. Some of you saw the slightly off-pitch video. Um, but it was, it was still really fun to hear the, the uh, acoustics in this place. And this, is, this is a serious theater. Yeah, this is where we dubbed ourselves the Von Trapp family singers because <laughs> everywhere we went, we were singing, and here we were singing in this amazing opera house. It was pretty cool. Yeah, just stunning architecture that we wouldn't see. And we were told about it up on the top of the mountain by some guide, and uh, I think it was Megan. I want to go to that place. I want to go to that theater. I just want to go there. Please, 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 please. And then it's right outside the restaurant. It's like, let's go. So it, ended up, it worked really well to be able to go in. And uh, these, two, these two guys were phenomenal. This is Sergio. He was our guide for that day for touring. Gerardo was our host and driver for the entire trip. So there we go. Nope, it's just what we, we saw. We just took snapshots of, of people and places as we went along. Yep, just oh. a fun pic. Ali um, wanted this pick up. So there you go. Uh, just a neat... What? Nope. We so some people are drawn to certain things. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> this is a fantastic picture. 
when we were coming out from the side, this dog just kept staying there. It was just, and the guy was laughing. He fed him. Emily posted this picture on Twitter with just the caption, same. Yep. Meat. Neat stuff along the way. People, everybody doing what they can to make a little bit of something. Because uh, there was not, the economy didn't look great. Sunday morning. We're at Sergio's church. And uh, this is a chance for where the group began to read those stories of the Wemmicks and, and so on. And so the whole group participated. They had the big page up and told the story. Gerardo translated. So everybody participated. It was really good. Click. If you can remove, hey Ben, there's the the plug where that uh, thing is in, where the uh, it's up on the top, on the right beside the uh, monitor, on the right side of the monitor, you'll see the um, where it's plugged. Just bring it up so I, um, the remote can catch better. Yeah, yeah, that might help a lot. So this is a worship leader at this church. He was, it was really very lively music. It was not what we expected, and they were all engaged. Uh, all of us were having fun, and it's different when the whole crowd is in. You join into the crowd. Here it's a little different, where if the crowd's not in, you don't want to get too excited. It's just strange. We'll figure it out one day. We'll, we'll wake up more. Um, but they were very, very uh, thrilled to uh, be worshiping. And uh, this guy, he's been playing drums for years. Uh, so there is no expiry date on your talent. Um, he, he just, I was just, I had to get that shot in there. He's just, it was great. And then the, the joyful singing um, was such an encouragement to all of us, just like, to participate in with them. And they sang with their whole hearts, full gusto. And um, Gerardo, our host, our host um, he broke into a rap during one of these songs. We were like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. It was just, yeah, we, quick, record. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And then uh, these two together, uh, phenomenal. Uh, he, Sergio shared his story. Um, of how he struggles as a pastor, and uh, it was it was very touching, very powerful. Um, uh, yeah, just a really good. And time. I think what stood out to me that day was I think some of us kind of felt like this day. Why are we here? Mm. This church, they're doing well. Um, why why did God want us here? And I I think it became more clear as her as Sergio and Carla, his wife, shared about how thankful that they were that we had come was they just, um, and Gerardo explained a little bit more too, that mm-hmm. they're kind of alone in this grace message um, in this area. Uh, Ser- Sergio is not always invited to pastor's events because what he's preaching is so different from what they're used to hearing. And they were quite teary and thankful that we had come. And, and we were kind of taken aback by that. And, and I think also that day stood out to me just how thankful I am that I, we get to hear about grace all the time and how... That's not the norm in. Yeah. That was an honest question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so, nice hat. Thank you. <laughs> you got I in got Mexico. in Mexico. Um, so um, I just wanted to talk about Carla and her testimony because um, she has a very emotional journey, but at the end she kept saying, I love you. I love you guys. I love you. And for me, like, first of all, I was a little confused. Like, you don't know any of us. Why do you love us? But then as, I guess as the week was going on, um, God just kind of kept bringing it back to mind. And I guess I kind of finally clued in that she was showing God's love. Like, it was just coming out of her. The no no bars, no holds. No conditions. No conditions, exactly. Like... There was, yeah, no conditions on it. She was just loving us. And, yeah, she just loved us. And it's like, wow. Like, that, I, I've never felt that before. So, cool. I don't know. That's just something that really stands out for me. Yep, that's a good one. Really good one. Uh, yeah, because there were a lot of questions. What, what are we doing here? Are we really doing anything important? Our presence was encouragement. When it's like four hours away from Guadalajara, that we would make the effort to come to can- from Canada, raise funds to just encourage? Is that enough? As a body of Christ, yes. It's worth it. And Jonathan and Avery, they shared their testimonies, or a shared from the heart, which is really good. They did a, all, all did a great job, and there they are listening. Isn't that sweet? And then uh, Megan, 
She's so, she, Megan was so much fun on this trip. She, just laughter, joy, laughter, joy. Uh, it was really good. And a lot of sass. A lot of sass. But uh, we fixed a lot of that by the end. Now, this is a classic, perfect picture. Here's what happened. As the others were doing the testimonies, she said she wasn't going to do hers. Well, Gerardo called her up anyway, and this was the snapshot of him telling her, you're going to share your testimony now? She what? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> and then we had a lot of fun sharing and teaching together. Uh, Gerardo and I, uh, we, we gel pretty good. Um, kids listening. These kids were so cute. Um, but they were all listening intently, and we were able to give bags to this, this church as well. Um, that was a group shot of all of us together. And then we have traveling part two. And you may need to turn the, video, uh, the sound up for uh, uh, the video clip that's coming. I think it's going to be in this section. But th- looking down from the mountains, like it was absolutely stunning. We saw, again, more, more safety violations. We saw these mattress trucks, or I kept thinking, why are there so many mattress trucks? Is there like a big need for mattresses up here in the village, or what is going Walmart on? Walmart had a sale on. Gerardo says, no, it's the same two mattress trucks. We just keep stopping to use the washroom. <laughs> and passing them. <laughs> Yeah. See, safety is number one. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, of course, we had pizza along the way. This is the, the, the special dinner of, while well, we're hungry. And the pizza actually tasted really good. The girls, we asked, do you want a pizza? No, no. Jonathan said, I would. You know, he always said yes to food. Um, There's never a doubt. So we brought the pizza in the van, and then all the girls went, we want some pizza. No problem. Went and got more. And good thing, too, because I met a new friend. Yep, we were safe. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, a lot of bathroom breaks. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> and then Gerardo. Um, go ahead. So this drive was really incredible because we drove through the mountains this whole four hours up to uh, Nigerit. Santiago, Nigerit. Yep. Yep. Um But Gerardo shared his testimony which was the first time we'd heard the kids so quiet for so long in Ever. the van. Um, it was an incredible drive, an incredible story to hear about where he's come from. Um, Even when we stopped for bathroom break, as soon as we got back in, okay, keep going, tell us more. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. Yeah, so very impacting story. Uh, and the town. We arrived in El Limion, uh, however you pronounce it. So we got a quick selfie. What the kids don't realize is that's the school uh, behind there, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. This is the town we were, our main intention was to go to. Um, we lugged all the luggage over to, the, uh, to a spot so that we could leave it overnight and have some room in the van. Um, the, you don't want to fall backwards. Those, they actually hurt the cactuses. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, it, was, it was wild. Uh, this is one of the homes that was painted, um, so the color started to come. Uh, there was no color before, and now we have that, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, some of the kids started to peek around the corner. Hello. Um, again, more painting to work. This is, this is uh, one of Gerardo's relatives' uh, homes. Um, they started, as soon as the kids started to come around, stickers were the, was the first thing the youth started to give out, and it was pretty powerful. Big soccer field in the background. Uh, only a few bikes. Another house that was painted. Um, this lady was super thankful. Um, just outside the church where we were meeting, right behind, like in view of everybody sitting, there's chickens and everything running around, you know, having a great time. And uh, like dogs everywhere. Like we're talking, walking through the service. Pit bulls, like, keep going, keep going. Don't pet, don't pet. Yeah, it was scary. Uh, kids love the selfies. Uh, first day, there was, uh, it was, okay, what are we going to do? It was kind of scary. Nobody, uh, this is all new for the youth, you know. And uh, the kids quickly started to swarm and uh, love the stickers. They covered themselves up with uh, as many as they could. Uh, and the kids just started to connect. And this girl played a big role. She, she really was a sweetheart who helped as much as she could. What was her name? Franna. Yep. Um, and then again, just... You can see the kids crowding around the youth. It means so much. Uh, I'm sure all of you, having somebody just love on you, they don't even know you, is like, I'm not used to that. Because around here, they go, get away, you know. Um, Another great shot. Sticker City. And these guys were tricky, okay. 
Yeah, I don't have any. You know, when we give them glow sticks, and, and you know, I can see the glow in their pocket of their one. We did give them already. It's just really funny, but they were sneaky and really fun. Um, but this is, this is the first day, just kind of goofing around out in the streets, and Jonathan got right into it. He, he played hard, and the kids loved it, and they, uh, they just played hard right back. Uh, so he was in his element. Um, again, just some neat shots, more fun. They're playing, what's this game? Ninja. Ninja, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, so they're having a good time with that. And now they're, was this the, uh, this part, was that happening already? Uh, no. Not yet. no. Okay, this day two, it's still Ninja. Now, <laughs> this happened far away. We saw some cows coming. Oh, that's fine. They got closer. <laughs> oh, no. At this point, Mike and I are going, uh, should we be getting the kids off the road? Uh, they got big horns coming Really big us. horns. And then, um, well, thank goodness, um, a guy on a motorcycle had, had just at the intersection from where we were, because we put the church out on the street. We we're sitting on the street, you know, and nobody gets through, and here comes a herd of cows. And it turns out these two little tiny pipsqueak dogs, I don't know why they call them dogs, they're so small, were herding those cows. It was crazy. Like nipping at the teeth. And, and they caused them to trick the corner, and we were going, what did we just see? So it was good. Anyway, and then back to normal, as if nothing ever happened. A lot of fun. See, this guy really got into the pictures. Almost every shot of him, he's doing, ah. yeah, it's really funny. And again, a lot of fun times, just enjoying being there. Um, I think emotionally, nobody understood what was going on, but their radars are on high alert for, for what, what they're seeing and experiencing. So, yeah, it was, it was just really good. And then we just enjoyed the singing time there. Another cute shot. Could, couldn't get a good shot of this kid because he just kept moving. Never sat still. Um, this boy, his sister is in the original picture um, of, uh, that we had up for, for Nadjarit when we were doing the missions trip. Um, there's two people that I bumped into from last time. And, I, and one of them I got a picture with. Um, there's Linda telling her story, very powerful story, uh, of her journey of adoption. Um, it was very, very moving. Gerardo was quite emotional after translating for her. So it was good. Um, and again, uh, just teaching out in the street. So this was the best, because, you know, we're always so organized and making sure everything is in its place before we start our service and thinking ahead. Well, we just moved things out into the street, and Literally. it starts to get dark, and so the pastor comes out with this light, Hangs a, it from a tree branch. Yeah, and just like, oh, rips off a couple branches, a couple of <laughs> leaves, and wraps it up, and there we go. We got light now. It's all good. <laughs> so volume, this is, uh, is kind of what it was like preaching with a translator. I want to obey. Yo quiero obedecerte. I want to do Oh, this is so easy. I thought I had to do something. I thought I had to But I get to it. So if Jesus is the one putting the desire in you, it's good. It's not just the desire, he does one more thing. He puts his power in you. So the the power in you is what you use to do what he's called you to do. Anyway, that. <laughs> so, a few things about that. The kids and I just loved watching Mike and Gerardo preach together because they just, they're both so passionate about the message and they feed off of each other. And, um,. Yeah, it was just so much fun to watch them have a good time together. And we grew to really love Gerardo as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess uh, throughout the week, what stood out to me is, Mike, you are really gifted. And I'm just really grateful for you and the way that you share what's on your heart. And that came out really strongly throughout the trip. Cool. Thank you. We had time to pray with people. As uh, somebody wanted prayer, we, we prayed over them. I, I spoke English. There's sometimes where, obviously, because um, any Spanish I, I learned, I forgot within minutes. So, but I was able to pray with people for, with problems that you and I don't even have anything close to. We've got so good here. We're filthy rich. And we have, really, it's, 
Yes, we have problems, but theirs are far different, and it's really exposing, uh, uh, well, should re- reveal the whininess of our culture. Stop whining. Uh, be thankful. Then we started giving out uh, glow sticks the first night, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, they were all tangled, and some people had a really hard time snapping them. Yep. So that was... <laughs> this is the one girl that uh, was in the first picture. Uh, she's the blue-eyed girl that looked like that on, on our promo pictures. And this is her much older. Yeah, totally cool. And so I showed her the picture on my phone, and she, she jumped back. And she was surprised to see herself on my phone from when she was a little, like five years ago. So it's totally neat to, to see her uh, and, and kind of chat with her. This is a young man who uh, wants to uh, do some more church work in the community, but wants to move to the States for a couple months to earn some money because they can't afford to do what they're doing here. So we just prayed wisdom over him. That was pretty cool. Uh, glow sticks going around at night. They're swinging them, having fun. Uh, second last day, last day in the village. So the next morning, we were supposed to go to, because Gerardo wanted to bless the team and say, hey, let's go see the ocean, put our feet in the water. Wouldn't that be so, so cool? Because they had not seen the Pacific Ocean before. And it would be so great having a beach and then take a small boat tour, see crocodiles and uh, really cool birds and stuff. That'd be great. And you know what the kids said? Can we skip that and go back to the village and play? They outvoted us. So, we did. So this is uh, back in Santiago where our hotel was, which is about 15, 20 minutes away from the village. And just uh, walking through the city was really cool. Um, And John... (laughs) There you go. Got your cat cat picture. No, it's okay. (laughs) And then we have a cute little girl. Uh, And then, of course... um, uh, top of the mountain. Linda and I went up to this mountain um, uh, in the morning and uh, just enjoyed the walk up. We just were weaving through. We, we were felt safe at all times, but we got to the top, huffing and puffing. It was, we got a lot of steps in that morning. Then we asked the kids, do you want to go? And we all went back up. Uh, my Fitbit steps said 84 staircases for that day. And Linda was mad because she said, I got 83. How are you always one ahead of me? <laughs> now Rod Sider's the king of being ahead, so whatever. So that was a great picture. Now, in the village, uh, while the kids were out doing the extra playing that they wanted to do, and we'll show some pictures of that in a minute, uh, Linda and I went to, to see some of the homes that were painted, to, uh, just to see the, uh, what they were, and uh, we went to visit the school, because we were asking, what are some of the needs? We met with some of the church leaders, the town leaders, to find out what are the real needs of the community, because we want to come back, we want to be better equipped, and have better idea of what the real needs are. And here's what we found out. The schoolhouse, uh, there's no money at all. Um, they have 30 junior highs in the this, in this school. This is one of the classrooms. The, the, there's not enough desks. Some of them have to sit on the floor. Teacher has nothing. Uh, those, the, the chairs kind of fall apart. They have nothing. I don't know if you have anything else there. Um, the, the bathroom situation was bad. They have to use a, a pail and a rope, drop it down there. That's how deep it is. And a kid could fall, fall in easily. That's how they have to get water out to flush the toilet. The men's bathroom, the, the, a bunch of the toilets are not working at all. So, And that morning we had met with Gerardo's niece, and we had just asked her, what are some of the needs here? What, you know, we want to just understand what the needs are. Um, and she sort of laid out, her heart is just for the, for the children mm-hmm. in this village, and she laid out some of the needs like this, right? So the water, the kids, she was concerned about the children's safety because they would have to drop these buckets down to get the water up. And, you know, simply if they had a basin, I think, yep. is how she did If big, we just a had big a big basin. basin that we could fill $40. in the morning, then the children would be safer. Yep. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> Again, you know, I've seen these, we've, I've been to other places, but it's just always a good reminder to think, wow, okay, the needs to them are huge. They're unreachable, and yet for us, a basin, yep. we, we could accommodate that. We could get And that. it would be better to have a rooftop tank so they can actually flush the toilets, but that's like $150, $200, and there's no way they can afford it. Uh, the teachers don't have supplies to do what they need to do. Um, the, there's the inside of the bathrooms from a window looking in. So it, um, looks, it actually looks quite nice. <coughs> we, we couldn't see. We yep. might could just put the camera up to, to try and take a picture so we could see what the inside yep. was. But, but the toilets aren't working. And these windows are smashed out. Uh, that's, that's one that's closed. And on the other side, so all these windows are open. So the wind blows through in a, on a windy day, blowing papers around. Uh, they would like some glass put back in. Well, do you know how expensive glass is? It's cheap. And... And again, they can't even afford 
inexpensive glass. Um, brutal. So in some of the homes that, uh, oh, here's what we did with painting. We didn't do any painting. We were planning to go, <laughs> everybody's clapping, yay. Um, we planned on painting, but instead found a better way to put money back in their economy. We hired some of the locals there who knew how to paint to do the painting. And when we got there, we were so glad we did, because looking at the job of what had to be done, we thought, <laughs> we're not even good at painting. And uh, uh, it was better to put the money that way and spend more time with people. And it was good, because we would not have had time. There just is no way. Uh, so some of the homes that got color, um, uh, it just it really, really made a difference. And so when you come into this town and see this color, hardly any homes had color. It was such a stark difference from the first pictures. Remember I showed you the first pictures of the city? Yeah, incredible. Uh, so they obviously like blue. <laughs> but everything was that. That is what every single home color was right there. All through the village. It was dark, gray, nothing. And maybe each year we add a few more homes and turn a place of darkness into color and light, bringing hope and joy with good attitudes. Uh, more, more of the same. Uh, this lady, uh, we had a chance to stop and pray with her. That was a really special moment. Um, yep. And then playing with the children. This is this is great. This is where they start to go crazy and and just have fun. Just uh, group shots. Ooh, you know. So uh, yep. before we, so we met with the niece to kind of hear about the village, and then Mike and I and a couple of and then Gerardo's niece. Um, and a couple of others went to look at the school while the kids were playing in the field. And, and when we dropped them off, there was about half a dozen kids. And the moment that hit me was just watching the kids in the neighborhood. And when they we were driving away, and I see these kids coming out of the, the different homes and just running towards the field. And um, Gerardo's niece had just shared with us that morning that, you know, they don't have... They don't have soccer balls at the school. Just a couple of balls at the school would make a difference for those kids. They just want to play. And so it was really touching to see all these kids running for the opportunity to play. She's walking on air. <laughs> and this is what they skipped the ocean for. It's worth every smile. More ninja. Selfie. Oh, they love that. I, had a, I brought a selfie stick. Uh, not the way you think it's for, but I actually used it practically, so it was good. Um, it was good. Just, so they don't have soccer balls. The, uh, very few people do. And so we end up giving all the soccer balls to the, to the school so that the community can use them instead of individual kids. That was really, really neat. See? I told you. <laughs> Really sweet pictures. The bird man. Any story about him? All right. More stories? In just a, yeah, sure. Yep. We're just we're running out of time now. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to quickly say like about the how the soccer field was. Um, so we were playing, and they, they have, like, a net. doesn't have any netting behind it. It's just, like, kind of a goal post. But behind that, if they kick it past the soccer ball, it goes into, and it gets past, like, if it goes further, it goes into, like, a field. And guarding that field is, like, a set of, like, barbed wire. And literally, they were, they were like, pulling it up and crawling through to get the soccer balls. And Why'd you kick it so hard? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was goalie for mostly. It was them. Then kids. you suck as a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So it was just amazing. Like being like, wow. Like just something like that. They have to climb through these and little kids. And the scorpions. Yeah. The scorpions and, everywhere. Yeah. We didn't see any, but we wanted to. We even asked, can we pick up a rock and look? And they said, no, you don't want to see them. So. Gerardo was very protective of us. He yep. was very careful about where we stopped to eat, about wash, where we used the washroom, about whatever we did. And one time I was walking back to, the house didn't have, they had to go and turn on 
the electricity to the house where we use the washroom in the village. Yep. And I was, I'm like, it's fine, Gerardo. I'll be fine. It's dark. It's no big deal. And he's yelling, Linda, be careful, scorpions. That would hurt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the few homes that actually had an indoor bathroom. So here they're giving away, they're just enjoying the bags. Uh, Avery was stamping the hands so they couldn't double dip and go back through the line. Yeah, it was really, we figured it out. See, there it is again. And just a really enjoyable time. And this is the night we were leaving uh, to head back to uh, Guadalajara. Final day. Uh, what? He's got my knee. Oh, he's got my knee. Oh, my, he's got my thigh. Oh, my, he's got my thigh. Who's wrong? He's got my thigh. Who's wrong? He's got my thigh. Who's wrong? He's got my That's sort of what it was like. That was one of the quieter songs. Yep. Yep. It's about time you got up here. <laughs> On the last day, none of the kids were singing. It was all Mike, Linda, and Gerardo. They were all no. singing. Yeah. No. Yeah. We were all singing. It's true. It is true at the end. We so were singing oldies. Oldies. Oldie, oldie, yeah. oldies. Right, right. You would have to bring that up. So, they were really tired that night and uh, yeah it was good just to stop and they're all dozed um, this was an awesome team uh, loved working with Linda she was so easy to get along with she she was the one watching over everybody in a, in a special way whatever I missed she caught whatever she missed I caught yep proud of your mom moment that was a cue what? nothing I was actually going to talk about Gerardo before we left I see her all the time before we left on the trip, I didn't, we didn't know Gerardo except for Mike. And it was more like, oh, he's going to be the person that translates for us and guides us. But he became part of the team. And it was just really cool to get to know Gerardo and hear his story and just come to love him because he was pretty great. Cool. Yeah, and he just loved the kids. It was, I was thinking by the second day, oh, that poor man, like, oh, we're so loud and obnoxious and there's so much singing. But he was, he said he laid in bed the one night the guy's room was right next to the girls' room, and he just laid in bed laughing, listening to them. Giggle. Killing themselves laughing. Through the wall. Yep. This was an interesting time. Um, they were having a full church service in this Catholic church uh, in Guadalajara, and we could walk through. A lot of public was, uh, it was open to the public to go through. But I saw something really cool, because in the Protestant church, we tend to look at some of the Catholic or Eastern Orthodox stuff as strange. You know, there's icons, there's statues, and I'm not into worshiping statues, but I saw something else going on that's really important for all of us to know. The heart of the desire to go and participate comes from Christ in them already. It may not look or may not, it might be ill-directed in some, in some ways, but the heart of wanting a spiritual connection comes from Christ. And so we can't be knocking everybody uh, in any kind of way and dissing them and arguing. I saw a hunger for spirituality there that was really, really cool. So that was, that was a wonderful lesson for all of us. Uh, priest who fought for freedom with a bird on his head. That's a real bird. So, and then just smiles and having fun. That was disgusting. But that was right in the market. Yep. This is in the uh, freedom market. It was so big. We had two or three big stadiums like that uh, that were visible. We're almost done. I'm going to have the kids come up and share just a 30-second. Uh, St. Gerardo, there we go. So, I'm going to ask uh, all of you to come up on stage for a moment, and I'd like you to just take a moment and share what, yeah, all of you, uh, just what has impacted you guys in the trip, um, your way, we we're going to do a little interview, but we haven't got time for that, but from your heart, what, what was great? Avery, I'm going to make you go first. Oh, cool. Yeah, just uh, from what you think, and then you can hand the microphone over to Linda. Um, I think one of the things that was really cool was when we first went there, we didn't, um, we didn't like know any Spanish or anything. And we slowly like learned a few words, like three or four or five. And even knowing those few words, we could communicate so well with the people, like even through like our actions and everything. Like we didn't, we couldn't speak any Spanish to the kids and stuff, but we could talk to them like so well. And I thought that was really cool. 
Neat. Um, before coming, I had said that my biggest fear was just uh, the language barrier because I like to communicate, and not being able to communicate was scary to me. But it was amazing almost not being able to communicate because we were able to love each other so much deeper. Um, we played so many games where we were just teaching each other um, words from each language. So I would point to my hand and say manos because I knew that was the name in Spanish. And then they would ask me what it was on anglais and it was hand. And we just laughed and laughed listening to each other's different words. Um, and it was, it was just an amazing way to share God's love. Um, I know this has already been touched on a little bit, but in Canada, we're so restricted. We're so, you know, this does, we do this, then we do this. And it was just amazing to see how open they were. And, you know, we said, I love you to them. And they said, I love you. And they really meant it. And it was just amazing because in Canada, there's rules, you know, you don't say that to a stranger, but (laughs) like, not really. Right. And so it was, it was just amazing to be open with them and just to be able to say te amo, which means I love you in Spanish. And yeah, it was pretty great. Um, one of the biggest things that impacted me was I never really understood how you can just love people you don't know because I can't stand half the people I know. Ha! <laughs> Transparency is another topic later. <laughs> and then when we got there, everyone just like at all the churches we went to, they just loved us and they continually told us that they loved us and it helped me realize that you can truly love anybody anywhere. And now I don't hate people as much. Did you, did, Dislike people as much. Did you conquer your fear of uh, being kidnapped and killed? Good. Yeah. How do I follow that? Like, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, um, the big thing for me was um, really just seeing how everyone just like... I don't know how you'd see a different side of every single person on this trip like I mean in a way I kind of was in a bit of an observer role like especially in the van because the four girls were in the back um, and they were just they were having so much fun and I just got to just watch and enjoy that like and just be like wow you guys are really awesome and like just seeing everyone go out of their comfort zone and enjoy themselves in that way and like I know myself like I there were a lot of things that God was working on me and I, I don't even know all of them but I know I developed in myself and I saw everyone be themselves so that was really cool great Linda I feel like I've kind of shared along the way some of the things that impacted me but I I just want to thank uh, you our our, um, our people our hope people for supporting this trip. I know that many of you have sacrificed um, in order to give, whether it's through helping in the eatery or if you're able to give financially and praying for us. And it, you know, it's really made a difference. And we just thank you for for doing that so that we could have this experience. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, you guys can have a seat. That's what the trip was like, and your help made it possible. And we want to do it again. We have a better idea of what the needs are in the community. Um, we found out that what we prepared for was actually pretty good. And uh, we're set up for the next time, and uh, we'll try and bring another crew uh, when we plan this again, which means start saving up now for those that uh, are hoping to go. What? Oh, the same crew. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss that later. We'll see how the applications work. <laughs> um, but uh, we wanted to share with you the joy of it. Christine Cardoza is here. She's the one who uh, planned our flights and made it really easy for us to uh, uh, get good prices and uh, good seating. I got to sit away from everybody the entire time. No, I'm kidding. It's not true. Um, but uh, it was really, really good. So thank you, Christina, for that. And that's it. Yes, you have something else? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yes. Yes.